Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to the Six Weeks of Fitness Podcast, episode 120. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, you heard about vegetarians, maybe even vegans, but how many of you listening in have heard about fruitarians? My guest today is Orvel Douglas, a certified nutrition and diet specialist. His journey into nutrition started over 20 years ago when he weighed about 200 pounds and didn't like the way his body looked or felt. This led Orvel to start reading books on nutrition, changing his diet and exercising. In about eight weeks' time, Orvel lost 50 pounds of fat and transformed his body into a lean, muscular physique. To further his goals and learn more about proper nutrition and diet, Orvel attended Highbury and Islington College in London, England, and received his diploma with the International Therapy Examination Council. While attending college, Orvel studied courses in diet theory, vitamins, environmental pollutants, substance abuse, diabetes, obesity, cholesterol, and cancer. Orvel strongly believes that the effects of most chronic diseases can be reversed with a proper diet and exercise. Orvel moved to the United States in 1993 and immediately began working as an independent nutrition consultant for various organizations and companies including my organization, Body Scope of New York. And here today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to talk about the fruitarian diet and his fruitarian challenge is my very good friend, Orvel Douglas. Orvel, how you doing? Hey, Vince, how are you? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for um, deciding to interview me so I can actually get the word out, you know, because um, a lot of people don't really know about this. So um, hopefully I can help some people. Oh, I'm sure you will, man. Now, for those of you who are new to my show, Orvel participated as my co-host in the, in the very early days of my podcast back in 2014. You can find those episodes on my website at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or on iTunes. But before we get started, let me say again, oh, thank you so much for the many years of service that you gave to my organization and for the hundreds of people that you have helped through the years with your extensive knowledge on proper nutrition. Oh, thank you for the opportunity for me to be able to actually help. I'm really, I'm, I'm so happy that I was able to be part of it. Oh, man, you, you, you have no idea how many people you helped, man. But now, and during that time, and during that time, oh, you were a vegan, and, and now you're a fruitarian. Now, for my listeners who are not familiar with these terms, can you explain the difference between a vegetarian, a vegan, and a fruitarian? Okay, so a vegetarian is a person who actually, they eat no, well, basically they would eat like, they would, no, no animals like uh, fish, uh, chicken, pork, but they may have dairy or eggs in their diet. That's a vegetarian. A vegan is a person who has no animal products whatsoever, no, no byproducts, uh, no eggs, no dairy, no nothing it's all strictly plants uh fruitarian is a person whose diet is predominantly fruits 
maybe 70% or more just eating fruits. The other 30% usually with some people is like greens, nuts, and seeds. Ah, okay. So you do have, you do allow for some other types of food besides fruits then? Well, not for me, no. I'm, I'm more like 99% to 100% um, fruits. I very rarely eat um, uh, anything else. Maybe if I socialize and go out with some friends or family to a restaurant, I may go to a raw, a raw vegan restaurant, which, which raw vegan means nothing is cooked. I haven't eaten any cooked food in many, many years. So I would go to a raw vegan restaurant with them. But other than that, I don't really go out much to eat. So it's basically fruits all the time. Wow. Okay. So I know that I know that you're very popular in the nutrition community. I've I've watched your Facebook posts. I've read them. I know you personally, and I see how people respond to you and your vast knowledge on nutrition. And I actually saw you at the first Black Vegan Fest in Brooklyn uh, a few weeks ago, giving a talk about the fruitarian lifestyle. Are you interested in giving more talks like that? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely, indeed, yes. I'm just trying to get, the, you know, to get the word out because a lot of the vegan festivals they have, I've been to many of them around the country, and they only, they only talk about veganism. They don't talk about the other side of the dietary side of veganism. They don't talk about fruitarianism. So a lot of people, they kind of may know, but they don't really know enough. So it, it, it was good that the, um, the Brooklyn event were kind, very kind to ask me to... Um, give a talk about fruitarianism, so I was really glad to do that. Okay, so how long has the fruitarian lifestyle uh, been around? I'd never heard of it until you told me about it this year. Oh, it's been around for many, 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 many years, you know. Um, yeah, you got some people who've been doing this for like 20-plus um, years. I think there's a lady, I think her name is, um, I cannot remember her name, but there's this one lady, she's on Facebook, she's been in this for many, many years. And she's from the UK as well. Okay, great, great. Now, can you tell me if the fruitarian lifestyle is better than those other lifestyles or just another alternative? I think it's actually better. I really do, because what it does, it actually helps the body to remove toxins. You know, I always tell people that, you know, I mean, that people think you can eat your way to health. You cannot really eat your way to health. You know, eating your way, eating for health is good to keep yourself healthy. But if you already have um, any problems going on, it's all about detoxification. So it's all about removing obstructions. And that's what fruit does. Fruit is very astringent. They actually pull toxins out of, out of the cells and eliminate them. But this will only happen if you're eating fruits by itself. You cannot eat them with any other food because it just won't work like that. So you're telling me that if I'm eating, if I'm having lunch, a tuna salad or, uh, you know, some meat, vegetables, I shouldn't have fruit with those particular meals? Definitely not. Definitely not. It can cause more, it can cause more of a problem. No, how much time do you think a person should wait before they eat any other types of food if they're having fruit? Okay, so I always say fruit should always be eaten on an empty stomach. So basically when you wake up, you know, if you're hungry or whatever time you decide to eat, if you're eating fruits only, but the moment you decide to eat something else other than fruits, because fruits digest very quickly. So the moment you decide to eat something else, then I would suggest that if you want to eat more fruits, 
wait until the very next day. Really? Yes. The reason for that is because all the fats from the other food, the fats, they take a long time to break down. They're in a system for 15, 16, 17, 18 hours. It could be a little less, could be a little, could be a little more. So it's basically, um, you know, the fruits will not digest. They'll kind of ferment down with um, all these other fatty foods and it can cause a blood issue problem. Wow. Okay. So you recommend waiting 24 hours before you eat any other types of food? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, re I wouldn't really say 24 hours. I would just say, if you say you ate something like a midday other than fruit, say like you ate fruits in the morning and you decide to eat, <clears throat> excuse me, something around say 12 o'clock other than, you know, other than fruits and stuff like that. Then I would say just wait till the very next day, you know, wait until you're hungry. You know, that's my, you know, people tend to wake up the first thing in the morning and we've all been told breakfast is the most important meal of the day, which it really isn't. You know, I used to have that. I used to think that before, but it really isn't. You oh. know, the long, the, yeah, the, yeah, the longer time you have less food in your stomach, the better. Because when you go to sleep at night, your stomach is basically empty and it's going through a detoxification, a detoxification process. That's why they call it break fast because you're breaking the fast in the morning. You know, if you break the fast a little later, then, you, you know, you're awake. Your body has more time to detox. So if, if you have more deeper issues than anything and more deeper issues going on, it gives your body a, a lot of time to kind of expel toxins throughout the day until you decide to eat. So, all right. So you don't believe that the most important meal of the day is, is breakfast. I hear you. Yeah, I do, yeah, it, it, it's definitely not. Definitely not the most important meal of the day, you know. Not at that time, any night. Not when you first wake up in the morning. Right. You know, but it really, de it really depends on what you call breakfast. It depends on what you're having for breakfast. That's the key. I mean, as far as breakfast being the most important meal of the day, where do you think we got that from? Uh, we got it from basically um, conventional teachings and stuff like that. And, it, it, you know, um, these things have never really kind of really helped anyone. Yeah, it may make someone a little healthier, but it hasn't really helped anyone. It doesn't really, you know, I found that, you know, I found that when it comes to um, ailments and diseases to disappear, it basically works on an empty stomach. Because if you have food, if you're eating, if you're constantly eating, okay, breakfast is the first meal of the day, then you have another meal at 12 o'clock, you have to eat like five, six meals a day, all your body's doing the whole day is digestion digesting, digesting, digesting. Now, once you stop eating, the body goes into detoxification mode and repair. So the energies are shifted from, from digestion to detoxification and repair. I see, I see. And you want to, and you want to detoxify, right? And you, and you also want to repair. Yeah, you want to detoxify and you want to repair. And you cannot do that through eating. That's why I was saying earlier on that you cannot eat your way to health. There is no way. There's no way you can eat, you know, you, you can eat healthy foods, but part of the process should be detoxification because that's what I've found. I've found that people start to get better when they eat less, you know, it, you know, they've, they've said that if even conventional studies have actually said that, you know, um, you know, you know, studies have shown that eating less, you know, animals live longer because the body's not, the body's not digesting, digesting, digesting. I, I've also come across studies where people who, like you said, live longer, who had more endurance, usually are not the big, heavy set, you know, those who meat eaters, 
they're not the ones who seem to live longest. The ones that seem to live longest are the ones who are on that more of a strict, healthier diet. Yes, 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 indeed, indeed, yes, yes, yes. Because you you can always keep yourself healthy, you know. But you know, we've grown up to be eating a certain type of food for many, many years, you know. So we still have a lot of toxins in us, you know. If if you're a child who's born into this lifestyle, it's a different story, you know. But if you, you know, if you, you know, we we have all these built-in toxins and undigested waste in our system, you know. And this is where the problem occurs. So you know, for you to get, you know. For you to get better, you know, you have to detoxify because it's just like if you're constantly eating, you're eating healthy food, but that, that, that junk is still there. It's like sweeping the dirt under the carpet. Right. I got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got, you got to move, you got to remove the obstruction, you know, because, because all diseases start in the colon. Yes, I I know that for a fact. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All diseases start in a colon. So if you're you've been constantly eating a certain diet all your life, you've never missed you've never missed breakfast, you've never never missed lunch, you've been doing this thirty, forty years, it's just a matter of time. And this is why a lot of people have a lot of issues. They have like a lot of high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, you name it, high cholesterol, because the body hasn't had time to detoxify. I know that you are a strong believer that the fruitarian diet can help reverse a, a quite a bit of chronic diseases, right? Now, yes, give, yes, my yes. List, give my listeners some examples of uh, people you've known who have reversed certain diseases, and what diseases were they, did they reverse? Oh, uh, there's so many. Uh, you know, uh, there's so many. Um, yeah, I'll give you uh, one off the top of my head. Um, um, a guy actually from the UK, one of my uh, one of my followers on Facebook, he suffered with diabetes for 22 years and taking medication. So he tried all these different diets. Nothing really worked. It helped it. It helped him maintain him being diabetes, but it never reversed it. After him doing the fruit feast challenge, he did one of my challenges, you know, which was in May. This challenge was for 25 days. And this is the first time he's ever done anything like this, just eating strictly fruit. So, you know, he got a little worried because people were saying, oh, you're eating too much fruit, you're too much sugar and stuff like that. So him, because he's a diabetic, he decided after two weeks of doing it, he said, let me go and get my get tested at my doctor's. He went to the doctor's, got checked. They called him back in a week to come back. And when they said this, and so this was after two weeks. At the third week, they told him, oh, everything is back to normal. We said, we have to take you off your medicine because your blood sugar level will drop too low. That, so that tells the medicine was taken was to help him to control his sugar. But being the fruit in all these fruits, it was below normal. So they took him off all medicine. They said, you know, they took him off all medication. 22 years. 20, and now he's 22 years. And now he's not a fruitarian. He eats a lot of fruit. He does all the challenges that I do. Um, but he, he changed to a raw diet. So he, I know he just has some nuts and seeds and stuff like that. But, he, he, you know, he still goes to his regular checks. No trace of diabetes. No, di- no trace of diabetes. And um, another lady, someone who I grew up with, she only did it for like 10 days. You know, because I guess she wasn't, she, she, you know, she wasn't really disciplined enough to stay for the 30 days, which is fine. 10 days, 2 days, 3 days, 1 day is good. It doesn't matter. You know, you're starting off. She had severe um, arthritis in her knees. It was that bad. She couldn't even cross her legs. That's as severe it was. Wow. Oof. Yeah, within 10 days, before the 10 days were even up, 
shooters crossing their legs with no problem, pain had gone, disappeared. Really? Yeah, it, I, yeah, yep. Uh, um, people reversed uh, um, anemia, high blood pressure, uh, um, high cholesterol, um, a few viral infections, you know, uh, um, yeah, so many. There's so many. I have a document on Facebook where I have, you know, I have that document posted. So if anyone's interested, they can take a look. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're going yeah. to go back to that. Now, when you say diabetes, now most people will say, well, I can't eat that much fruit because of the sugar content in fruit. Tell, tell my listeners why the, the sugar in fruit is not the same as a processed sugar. Yeah, well, the sugar, yeah, the sugar in fruit is not the same. It, it's, um, fruits are made up of, like, basically fructose. There's a little bit of glucose, a little bit of sucrose, just a little. You know, so basically fructose is the only sugar that doesn't need insulin to, to, for, for, for the actual sugar to go in the cells. Now, every other fruit, every other carbohydrate you eat, insulin has to take it out of the blood and put it into, and shut it into the cells. See, insulin is a very powerful hormone. It's a fat-storing hormone. You know, so you imagine if you're just eating fruits by itself, no insulin is being released. Everything is, everything is just being absorbed in the cells where it belongs. Really? That's powerful. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but fruits must be eaten alone. They cannot be eaten with anything fatty because what tends to happen, fruit sugar will go directly into the cells where it belongs. But if you've eaten any fatty fruits, even, even, I, even I don't allow avocados or coconut, any fatty fruits, a part of my lifestyle because what happens there with that type of fat or animal fat, what happens there is that the sugar, the, the, uh, the fat gums up the cells where the keyhole cells, where the sugar goes into the cells. So it's got this coating over the cells. The sugar cannot, the sugar from the fruit cannot get into the cells. So this causes a problem. The sugar is left in the blood. Then insulin is released to take it out of the blood and it stores it as fat. Now, if the fat, if the fat is removed and you're just eating fruits by itself, then the, um, the sugar's got to go directly into the cells where it belongs. No problem. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, so, so I'm going to let everybody know, diabetes is not a sugar disease, it's a fat disease. It's a metabolic, it's a metabolic disorder. It's a fat disease. It's not a sugar disease. Because if you ask yourself, anyone who is listening to this who have diabetes, tell me if you got diabetes through eating fruit. No, you get diabetes through eating a very poor diet. And I think a lot of diabetics deprive themselves of fruit because of that mis, you know, information. Yes, yes. And if they do eat fruit, they should, obviously their sugar will go up because all the other stuff is in their system. All the other fatty foods and, you know, it's still in their system. So I always recommend, I always tell, I always tell people with diabetes, if they decide to join the fruit food channel that I do, what's going what's to happen, you probably got to notice that your sugar levels may increase for the first couple of days or maybe a week until all that excess fat is flushed out. Once that's flushed out, then everything will start to normalize. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. And we're going to talk about the challenge in, this, in, a, in a minute, okay? But what fruit do you recommend that, you know, my listeners eat? 
any high watery fruit, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's not a fatty fruit like avocados or coconuts, any high watery fruit, apples, pears, uh, cherries, grapes, pineapples, you name it, it doesn't matter. You know, the old the organs are the same thing if you're eating them by themselves. Right, like watermelons. Water, watermelon, watermelon, cantaloupes. It's all going to do, yeah, they're all, you're all going to do exactly what it's supposed to do as long as it's eaten by itself. This is why I never create tell people, oh, eat that fruit and eat this fruit because you may not like the fruit. Just eat the fruits that you like as long as they're not fatty. Okay, so do you recommend uh, making smoothies? Yes, yes, I recommend making smoothies, yeah. Um, just maybe like once a day, maybe once a day, but I recommend to people to actually eat their fruits whole. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, eat them for a whole. Yeah, most of the time you should, you're chewing, so most of the time eat it like that. Smoothies is fine, maybe once a day, but throughout the day if you're eating fruits, just eat them whole. Now, I want to go back for a second. I know you talked about arthritis and you talked about diabetes. What about my listeners who have high blood pressure? Uh, why, is, uh, why is a fruitarian diet uh, health, helpful in that regard? Uh, because it, 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 I think it's helpful, not just high blood pressure, it's it basically every disease. Because you're not adding anything, you're not adding anything to the fruit. You're eating the fruits just as nature provided it. You know what seems to cause a problem with food is all the the, the um, additives are added to it. You have the salt, the herbs. You you, you 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 know you're mixing all these, marinating and all this. That's what causes the problem. You know, fruit doesn't need fruit doesn't need any marinade. You know, because you know you can just go up to any fruit tree and pick the fruit and eat it. Vegetables, you still need marinade. You know, people say, oh, um, uh, we, we should eat more vegetables. I says, no, because if you really think in nature, would you actually see, oh, I see it like a nice kale patch growing, growing in the garden. Oh, let me eat, uproot this kale and eat it. No, you uproot that kale, then you'll take it to the kitchen, chop it up, add some olive oil or whatever to make it taste good. Fruit doesn't need that. Fruits are perfect. We are, tra- we are attracted to fruits. We are attracted to the smell of fruits. Wow. Well, let me ask you this now, because, again, non-GMOs, GMOs, is it, do you recommend only organic fruit? I always tell people you can only do the best you can do. Um, you know, I don't recommend GMO fruits, you know, which I don't – you won't really find any GMO fruits. You only basically find GMO in – processed foods you know like in packages because they are allowed to do that but in actually if you go to a produce stand usually the fruits are either um conventional or organic you know so i would recommend organic if you can certain fruits i would recommend not to eat conventional like apples pears uh cherries grapes those fruits hold a lot of pesticides and uh what a, what a person can do they can actually google it's called the dirty dozen, and that will tell you which which fruits and vegetables, which, if people eat vegetables, which has the most pesticides and which has the least pesticides, and which are more safe to eat. And that's called the dirty dozen. The dirty dozen. The dirty, I saw that movie. The dirty dozen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. But now let's talk about the fruitarian diet. And I'm sorry, the fruitarian diet. Let's, now let's talk about the fruitarian challenge. How long has it been around? What, uh, what does it entail? And where can my listeners find out more about it? Okay, so the Fruitarian Challenge has been around for two years. And how this challenge came about 
is that, you know what I mean, um, on Facebook, uh, quite a few people were always posting about the way I live and what I eat, and people asking me about my lifestyle and how does it feel. And, I, you know, you only can say a certain amount, but I said, you know something, you'd have to do it. You'd have to put yourself in my shoes for 30 days and actually try it. So that's when I decided to create my own page and um, decided, you know, for people can actually try this lifestyle. Now, being a fruitarian, I never suffered from any ailments, any high blood pressure, anything like that. So I didn't really have anything to reverse. But the very first one that I did, the very first challenge that I did, I was getting not many people drawing, but I was getting people um, contacting me, telling me they had this and it disappeared. You know, and the more I did it, they were telling other people, and the more I did it, more people started to join. And then every single time I do it, I'm getting all these floods with all these emails of, you know, my high pressure, high blood pressure disappeared, my um, uh, uh, tra- uh, ur- urinary tract infection disappeared, this and that disappeared. This, that's what I was getting. So what I did, I decided to document everything that people sent to me. So these are all real life people who are who are on my Facebook or on my Facebook friends. They are not these are not some names I made up and, and, and put it in a document because you will always see their name is tagged in the actual in the actual testimonials and stuff like that. So it's been around for two years. Two years. Wow. Two years. Now is this a monthly challenge or every other month? It's it's every it's every two months. It's every two months. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Gr- great. Now, what if someone can't do the entire, you know, month? Can they do 10 days? Can they do a week? What do you, what do you recommend? It, it doesn't matter. As, you know, do as much as you can. That's all I can say. Just do as much as you can. You know, some people do three days and they, you know, get tempted to go back. But it's okay. You, you actually, you know, with those three days, people see how good they really feel. So they'll, they'll jump on board the next time and try and go a little longer. There's many people who, who, who've actually been doing it since the two years and they've never completed it. But they always join in because, because they always join in because it makes them feel good. Okay, so basically, my, so my listeners, they can try it for a week or two, go back to stay, try to stay relatively healthy with their, their diet, but, and they yeah. can go back yeah. to it later on. They don't have to stay on it if they, don't, if they can't. If they can't. Yeah they, yeah, they don't have to stand it. You know, my, my challenge is all about, it's not about trying to turn anyone to a fruitarian. If they turn one, which is great, it's not about that. It's about showing people don't be scared to eat fruits because fruits get such a bad rap. Exactly. They really do. Fruit is always blamed for everything. You know, something, oh, it was the sugar in the fruit. Yeah, they, they told my mother, yeah, they told my mother, this mother, my mother told was they telling the nurse in the hospital, she gets uh, checked what she is, and, and um, she was telling my mother, you shouldn't do this, and, and my mother told exactly what I told her, what I'm telling these people here today, because my mother knows, my mother, my mother knows better. Mother knows, and your mom listens to, to her son. <laughs> yes, 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 and when my mother comes here, you know, she was here in September, her and my sister, they went vegan for two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks while they were here. While they, while they were here, they never touched any animal products whatsoever. How old is your mom now? My mom, is, she's coming 78. She'll be 78. Um, actually, no, she just turned 78. I'm sorry. She just turned 78 in May. Nice, nice. And she's looking forward to a long, prosperous life, man. 
Yes, 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 indeed, yes, yep. Now, what happens when you switch to a fruitarian diet? Let's say for the first um, two or three days, is is it hard for people? Well, it depends. You know, some people are more toxic than others. So you could, you, you know, sometimes you can feel worse before you feel better. So some people can be like, you know, nauseated, uh, really tired, weak, worst case vomiting. You know, anything, anything, symptoms like that, your body's trying to expel. It's trying to get it out. You know, so it's not a bad thing. So they think it's making me sick. No, it's making you well. Huh. So, people, okay. Because... People, yeah, yeah, people don't understand that. You know, when something is happening within the system, the body's trying to get it out. Just like a fever. Your body's trying to get whatever. You, when you get a fever, your body's temperature is going up to try to expel whatever's making you sick. Wow. Okay, because most people will, will, will get fearful if they start feeling a little ill or feeling like they want to throw up, and they're thinking, "Oh, this this diet, this fruitarian diet, is not for me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Yes, that's exactly what they feel. And then when they stop, when they resume back to their normal diet, they feel much better. They feel, "Oh, I feel a hundred percent better now." And I tell people, "What's happened? You do feel a hundred percent better, but what's happened there is that the toxins that were released." has been pushed back down into the fatty cells of the body. That's the reason why you feel better, because, it, because, it, because it's, set, it's settled back into cells. Fruit will shake up everything. It shake really? up those fatty tissues, and it shake up all those toxins, and the toxins are circulating in the blood. Wow. That's what fruit does. I know, one, I know another thing that it does. It, helps, it makes you go to the bathroom more and more frequently and get rid of some of the toxins in your body. That's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. But also, also what I found as well that many people, when they start doing eating fruit, they may be constipated for the first week or two. And the reason for that is because um, the fruit, basically, there's, they have got like a lot of built-up fecal matter on the colon walls. So basically, what the fruit is doing, the fruit is actually disintegrating into those, you know, those hard fecal matter. You may get a little constipated, but once the, once the fruit has done its job, you'll definitely go, and you'll definitely be going on a regular basis. You're gonna keep going. You're gonna keep going because that, yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things I always got a lot of you know when people doing the fruit tea challenge, a lot of people were contacting me. That's what they were they were they were constipated. So I I had to do a post about that, you know, to to just reassure people this is the reason why. Huh. So where can my listeners go to find out more about the challenge? Yeah, they can go to um, uh, www.facebook.com slash fruitarianblack. www.facebook.com slash fruitarianblack. Perfect. Yeah, that will bring them to my page. That will bring them to your page. A lot of testimonials there. Yes, there's a lot of testimonies there. There's a, there's, um, I have the documents. They'll have to scroll through the page, you know, cause, you know, and then they can see, you know, documents and stuff that I've talked about. They'll also see um, past Fruit Feast Challenge, you know, um, uh, links where they can actually click onto that link and see, you know, what people are talking about in the actual event group. Um, the next Fruit Challenge is um, September the 1st. And then, then the, the one after that is going to be November the 1st. Okay, well, but if they don't, Make it because this interview may not come out to sometime the first week in September. They can still jump in. Yeah, they can jump in. They can jump in. They can jump in. Now, 
how can my listeners contact you if they want like a consultation um, about the fruitarian diet? Oh yes, they can contact me even on Facebook. You can go to my name, Orville Douglas, and send me a private message, or they can email me at Orville Douglas at yahoo.com. Orville Douglas at yahoo.com. That's D O U G L A S, one S. Yeah, you yeah, one S. Yeah, O R V is in victory, E L Douglas, D O U G L A S at yahoo.com. Orville Douglas, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks to Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for um, having me. Thank you. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.